0: All right, what is going on everybody? Welcome back to another day of Sabre Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, March 9th of 2023 and it looks like we have a 6 game NBA slate on tap tonight. I know we have an 11 game hockey slate, so a lot of hockey action coming at you. And the players teed off earlier today, uh, weekend long. Round one showdown. Good luck to all of you sweating your golf lineups. It is a crazy event, really volatile, ton of variants. I know we've already seen Hayden Buckley just uh, start off super hot and already cool down. So ton of variants. If you're doing really well, I hope you hang on. If you're not doing well up to this point, still a lot of time to turn it around. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use SaberSim app answer any and all dfs related questions that come in live in the youtube chat or in the office hours in our discord server if you're not in our discord uh link in the description below check out the office hours channel post questions there throughout the day as you're building lineups as things pop in your head let it sit there and then we'll get to it on the very next show we do the show monday through friday 2 p.m eastern uh quick announcement i will not be here for tomorrow's show you guys will have jordan doing this show. I know a lot of people enjoy when Jordan, the OG office hours host comes on and does a show. So you guys will have Jordan tomorrow. I'm going to be traveling uh, headed out to the, uh, uh, headed out to Denver for the, for the DraftKings NBA live final, not, not participating, just going to be enjoying the festivities there. So I will be back on Monday, but uh, just let you guys know about that. And then uh, to get the show going, we're going to get Saberson pulled up here. We have a couple questions in the Discord. If anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get them in. But first question here came in from Moose Call. And this one came in last night. So thank you, Moose Call, for uh, getting this question in while it was on your mind. Is there a rule of thumb with respect to a certain number for Sabre score that we should equate with positive EV lineups? For instance, would Sabre score of 90 and above be considered strong for positive EV. I think this is a good question. Uh frankly it's like a pretty hard question to answer. Um what I would say is one it's going to depend on the number of lineups you're building. So, you know, Saber Score and let's just like uh, get get a build here going so while we chat. So, Saber Score is always going to be normalized to 100 for every single build you, that you run, the builder is going to analyze all lineups in the build and then say, okay, you know, this one out of 500 is the best. That'll be Sabre score 100. And then all of the other Sabre scores will be descending from there, right? So there is a little bit of, you know, uh, number of lineups, sample size, I guess that you would call it. Like, it is going to be uh, harder to have 5,000 positive EV lineups than it is going to be to have 500 positive EV lineups, right? So I wouldn't equate this so much to uh, a Sabre score like number or, or cap here. And let's just sort uh, by Sabre score. And let's look at, you know, what are the lowest Sabre scores at the bottom of our pool here? And and I'm on the beta site right now. So it looks like our lowest Sabre score is like about 80 here down at the bottom in a 500 lineup pool and then let's run a second build let's run 5000 and then let's see what like our lowest saber score comes in at i've actually never done this example so uh this is kind of interesting for me sometimes people ask questions that i haven't done a ton of research into myself and we get to learn the answers together and kind of uh work through it but at least you guys get to see you know uh, how i'm thinking about it you know the questions that i'm asking myself along the way i think it's important to like uh, question your process and, and different aspects of it. So, I think this is a really good question, Moose Call. Uh, definitely something that we can work through together here. But 5,000 lineups are building and just about finished up. So, lineups are finalizing and then we will start doing our analysis here. But letting the lineups load. All right, 5,000 lineups are built. We're going to hop over to the pool, and we are just going to scroll all the way down to the bottom here. And it looks like our lowest Sabre score lineup is about 78.5. So, like, not too far away from what we were seeing uh, with our 500 lineup pool. It like, I think that, you know, what this tells me is that a lot of the lineups in the pool, the EV between them is a lot closer than it might look. And, you know, this lineup is like 5,332. Let's go look at a lineup. That's like 4,000 possibly. And we're at about like the 4,000 mark and it's in like the 87 ish range. And then let's scroll up to like 3,000. Getting closer. Out uh, about 3,000, we're at like saber score 88. So, so for me, like one thing I've taken away from this, right. So like, the difference between 3000 and 4000 is is not a lot in terms of saber score, right? We gone from like 88 to like 87, but the difference between like 4000 and 5000 was a lot bigger from like 87 to like 78. So, um I think that, you know, this this exercise can help you to visualize how different the EVs are and where the biggest changes are. Uh I I've talked about this behind the scenes with like Matt and, and Jordan and then, you know, just we're at, we're at 2000 here and it's at like 89. So I think that, you know, you're going to see some of the biggest changes in Saber score from like the, the very top here, which is going to be probably like line up 100 to like 1000, I would say is like probably one of the bigger changes. And then similarly, you're going to see a lot, a big change uh, toward the bottom which is going to be, like, what we just displayed with, like, going from, like, 86 to, like, 78. So, you know, as as a rule of thumb, like, for me, I am trying to stay uh, away from, like, lineups that are, like, all near the bottom. I think that you can run into that when you jack up your mini-uniques really high here. So, like, let's say we're playing, like, 300 unique lineups. Uh, we're trying to max out mini-uniques, right? And right now my mini-uniques are... Uh, I'm able to get to 300 uniques. We'll just change this to 150. So, I, if I'm building 150 lineups at a pool of 5,000, I can get to five mini uniques here, right? But then, if we scroll down to the bottom of our pool, you know, I'm using lineup. Uh, oh, wait. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm using lineup 5,219. I'm using lineup 5,217, 5,216 here. Like to get to five mini uniques here, I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel. And to me, this is probably uh, too diverse. Like I'm sacrificing a lot of EV if I'm really getting a lot of these lineups in like the lowest uh, 90 plus percentile range like of my pool. So so this is like how I kind of judge if I'm going, if I'm sacrificing too much EV to get diverse. And from here, I would definitely scale it back. Uh, this is probably just like way too many uh, low ranked lineups. I like to find somewhere in the middle where I'm going into my pool. I'm not going too far into my pool. And I'm therefore I'm not sacrificing too much EV. So it for me, it's not so much on like a saber score number basis. I'm basically equating how far into my pool I'm going with uh, with how much EV I'm sacrificing. So that's that's the way I like to look at it, as opposed to like looking at a saber score number. I think you could do that. I think that you would just have to, um, do it on like a, on like a build by build basis. And I more say like, okay, you know, depending how far I'm going into my pool is how much EV I'm sacrificing, as opposed to saying like, okay, you know, once I get to line up eight, uh, Saber score 85, I'm, I'm giving up too much. I don't think about it. I don't think about it that way. Um, I think you could try and think about it that way. I think that if you did that, it would change sport to sport. I have talked to like Matt, and Matt has told me like it is probably better to stay a higher saber score in a sport like NBA where projections are so important, as opposed to a really highly variant sport like MLB, where you know more lineups are viable just due to volatility and uh the uh the nature of the sport, and you could you should feel a little more comfortable playing lower saber score lineups in a sport like MLB but those are, those are some of my thoughts on it. Um, let me know if you have any follow-up and, and if I did not answer your question exactly how you want it, I'm I'm happy to circle back on it, but good question there. Studewood has a question and the question is, how do you create your own formula in Saberson? looks like, uh, shady jumped in here and, uh, also GM 33. So thank you guys about that. But, uh, you know, one, you have to be on the pro plan and then two, you have to hit this uh, sorting lineup drop down. And then this will allow you to add a metric down here. There is also support documentation on this, which GM33 so kindly called out here. So one uh, really good article in our support docs, which I will show you all here. If you go over to uh, sabersim.com forward slash support, which you can find under the settings drop down, you just hit this help button. Uh, we have this video, How to Create Custom Lineup Metrics, walks you through exactly how to do that. It is an eight-minute video, a little more in-depth because it is one of the pro features. Uh, we do have the Saberson Pro Tutorials channel, which um, I'm actually not, I, w- I wasn't too familiar with. So you can find this, Saberson Pro Tutorials, gives you uh, how to use features that are directly accessible on the pro subscription. So I would check that out, Wood. it looks like, uh, you were pointing to those and you were satisfied with that answer, but just wanted to follow up on that for everybody who is on the pro and looking to uh, get some resources on that. Uh, Chuck the pure had a comment here on uh moose calls uh, discussion. And I think that was like a definitely interesting discussion. I didn't, you know, give a hard number here or anything like that. So happy to continue to talk about it. Chuck the pure said, it also depends on the slate. Showdown slates tend to have lower saber scores overall and and yes that is true and you know going back to showdown it also depends you know how many times the lineup showed up optimal in the sims and then that'll boost the saber score i think it's okay to play lower saber score lineups in showdown specifically i think it's something we talked about yesterday um I'm, I'm definitely okay going deeper into the pool with these single game sims uh just because every lineup is backed by a game sim and they're like you know a lot of different ways of us Uh, a game can play out one individual time so i'm okay you know optimizing for game scripts and going and searching for those throughout my pool as opposed to a classic slate we do not need an optimal we just need to beat the other lineups in the pool i want to get to some of the more uh consistently like you know kind of best plays here and and not try and maximize so much for like an optimal outcome but yes good comment there chuck so all right everybody that is our last question in the discord no questions in the youtube chat yet if anybody has any questions now is a great time to get them in i am going to pull up the nba injury report we will talk a little bit about that while we wait for additional questions so feel free to get those in at any time and looking ahead to tonight's six game nba slate, i would say that you know as far as questionables uh Biggest two teams here for sure are going to be Utah with Clarkson and Kessler as well as the Knicks with Brunson. I think this uh, Utah one is like pretty interesting. Uh, I personally thought Kelly Olenek was going to play a lot more with Kessler out, but that is not what happened. They still like managed his minutes uh, pretty, I would say conservatively and Damian Jones And Rudy Gay actually played like quite a lot here. So Damian Jones played 23 minutes. uh, Wasn't like a super high uh, performance, like off the bench here. And then Rudy Gay played 16 minutes. He was a lot more involved in like uh, scoring. So, how to steal a block, six rebounds, four assists, uh, four for seven from the field with a couple three-pointers there. So should be interesting. You know, I I did not think Kelly Olenek would only play 27 minutes. I think he was projected for like 31, and I still thought he had minutes upside from there. Didn't have a lot of fouls, only two fouls. So not really sure like what kept him out of the game Uh, at at such like a low rate, I guess here. Uh, pretty interesting that like Laurie Mark Cannon played 39 minutes with Jordan Clarkson out this game uh, and you know Jordan Clarkson out Colin Sexton out uh, really like the second best scorer here is like probably Taylor Horton t- Tucker which is like saying something so kind of a uh, gives me like some OKC vibes with like shy just being like such a stud with like not a lot of help around him so Mark Cannon played like 39 minutes was like pretty interesting there and he's projected for, like, 34 today, so might have some minutes upside here if uh, Clarkson and Kessler both sit again. But um definitely keep your eyes on what happens with Utah here. And then uh, the Knicks, right? So Emmanuel Quickly has been, like, really uh, involved in the offense with Brunson out. He is slowly being uh, increased in salary, I guess is, like, the right word, what I'm looking for. You know, he started out... At like 4,700 and then he was like 5,000 and then he took like a sh- really sharp jump here to 6,600 we can go back to Tuesday and look at what uh quickly was like priced at so yeah so like that's actually like a really huge jump to go from 5,000 to 6,600 in salary uh especially with like the fact that Brunson might play tonight so it's not like one of those scenarios like oh if Brunson sits you know quickly is like a smash value uh, getting priced up so high and RJ Barrett too. RJ Barrett was in like the 5,000 range and now he's up to like 7,000. So um, you know, might not be as much uh, to take advantage of if Brunson sits here with the Knicks. So I'm like not optimizing for that scenario probably here just due to the fact that uh, all these guys got priced up so quickly here. I think the only guy that like might be worth uh, playing as, like, Quentin Grimes, he's, like, held a pretty low salary this entire time and was pretty involved in the offense in the last game and had a had a pretty decent day, I think. Just split up the Knicks. Quentin Grimes played 28 minutes. Oh, he sat, like, the entire fourth quarter. That's, like, probably not good in the fact that they played Josh, Josh Hart over him in the fourth quarter. So uh, maybe looking to, like, you know, Hart, Hart is priced up, Grimes is priced down. I, I don't see a lot of value on the Knicks if Brunson does end up sitting. So I'm probably trying to target this Utah game, spend some additional time there, see what uh edges I can eke out or research I can do to give myself a better chance. But looking at out players, uh Kevin Porter's out. Interesting there. Um, you know, he did sit for like a long time, so there is like Quite a bit of data on how Houston plays when he's out. And then we have Bojan still out. Alex Burks is still out. Stewart's still out. But Killian Hayes is back. Duran is back. So they are getting some pieces back there. Wendell Carter is still out. I know Mo Wagner has been like a huge value for these guys. And Mo Wagner got priced up pretty significantly here, up to 5500 salary there. So that is like a big jump for him. And, oh, big value day for brooklyn i was not aware of this so brooklyn is sitting claxton sitting dinwiddie sitting cam johnson sitting royce o'neill so let's like uh come in here sort by value all these guys are brooklyn guys and dayron sharp min price edmund sumner cam thomas dorian finney smith our top four value plays are all brooklyn so if you if you guys are sending like any like no more than three players from one team uh i would probably be open to Making Brooklyn like an exception to that rule and uh, be open to playing some more people from Brooklyn here. And then Giannis is sitting. It looks like Drew Holiday is back, but um, always some extra work to go around with Giannis out. So Chris Middleton is our highest value. And um, I think these guys who are like one high value, two pretty high point projection in general are like pretty interesting here. So Chris Middleton seems pretty interesting, um, even at 26% ownership. I think that's fine. But uh yeah, huge Brooklyn value slate. Uh might want to look into Utah a little bit and then just note that Jonas is, is still out. But that that is it for our uh injury first look. Just trying to give you guys some ideas about uh where to spend some extra time, things to watch out for as the day goes on. But uh hopping back to the YouTube chat and the Discord, no additional questions. So I think that uh we are just gonna call it there. Nice short stream today uh good luck to all you guys sweating you know pga uh nba nhl if anybody needs anything you know the team is always around in discord if you guys are running into issues throw a message in the support channel team will get back to you uh if you're building lineups throughout the day have a question throw it in the office hours channel just like our man moose call did and we will get to it on the next show gives us a steady queue of questions to answer on the next show but one last reminder i will not be here tomorrow you guys will have jordan so uh a uh, show with Jordan, get your questions answered, and I will be right back on Monday. So until then, see you all take care and good luck. Bye.